Welcome to this inspirational teaching of Celebration Sisterhood. everybody and welcome to Sisterhood This Week. I love this week's topic, signs of growth. You know, every one of us, when we're pursuing our dreams, we have to go from that place and buried in the soil to that point where we start to grow. Imagine a plant pushing through the soil. It has to push through a layer of dirt and it's just this tiny little bitty sapling, this tiny little bitty twig. Imagine the odds of that really actually happening, pushing up against gravity through a layer of dirt. But sometimes That's exactly how we feel when we're trying to walk out the dreams that God's placed in our hearts. I know that I've felt like that so many times, and specifically when I have been pursuing my dream of being healthy. If you've been with me any amount of time, if you know me at all, you know this has been a constant, ongoing struggle in my life to establish a healthy rhythm of exercise and good nutrition instead of this feast or famine approach that I kind of grew up doing. And so for me to have a healthy rhythm of exercise in my life, I had to become developed. I had to develop certain parts of me. And it started off with me just barely being able to arm curl three pounds. But the more I did it, the more I encountered that resistance, the more I practiced it, the stronger I got. And the truth was that I could never develop the muscles in my arms and in my legs. I could never develop my cardiovascular fitness without actually doing the work and experiencing the resistance that that takes. And you know what? Development isn't all fun and games. It feels like resistance a lot of the time, but in the end, it is well worth the effort because that's the only way that God can form a strong core in us so that we can carry the eventual weight that the fulfillment of our dreams brings into our lives. I know God has great things for you, and I am so excited about what he's going to do in your life and through your life this week. Enjoy this week's lesson. Have a great gathering today. All right. How are y'all doing? It's so good to see you guys and be with you. My name is Cassie Fowler. If I've not met you, which I haven't met a lot of you because there's a lot of you here, this is awesome. I love Sisterhood Nights. It's the first time I've been able to come out, and I go to Sisterhood Mornings, but this is just incredible. I love the energy that's here. Just a little bit about myself. Um, I'm on staff. I serve as our staff development director. I'm married to Dougie Fowler, and he serves on staff as well as the creative arts director. We have three sons, ages four and a half, three, and five months. So I'm accepting prayer after the service. If you want to lay hands on me, I will welcome that. No, I'm just kidding. They are my everything. They are my number one calling in this life. And um, I'm just blessed to be their mom. And, and so I also just want to take this time to just thank Pastor Carrie. You know, I, I think about the years that she's labored for this to come to pass. And I think about what a blessing it is that she not only believes you know, in, in, in my potential, but she believes in every single one of your potential. And that's why she labored for so many years to make this vision of sisterhood come to pass. And I'm just so thankful for that. I know y'all are as well. We just are beneficiaries of that. And I also would like to thank Pastor Linda and Chadi for all they do week in and week out. Yeah, we give them a hand. They make sisterhood happen week in and week out. And, and not only that, but they really live out the message of sisterhood in their lives. And we just love you guys. We thank you for all that you do. You know, I has actually, before I, I get started, can y'all help me welcome our online audience? We're so glad you're tuning in. Thank you for being with us. You know, I, I spoke hesitantly two years ago. Pastor Kerry asked me to speak then, and I thought, oh, gosh, I really don't want to do that. Like, I'm, I'm happy being in the back. I'm happy just me and Jesus. Like, I don't need to put myself out there. You know, y'all know that feeling, like, 
I really, okay, but I, I God worked on my heart, and I just really felt like I need to say yes. And so, so I did, and my prayer, of course, first was, God, would you just use me, and would you speak through me? And then I also prayed, God, if I have to go through this and, and, and put all this pressure and stress on myself and have stomach issues for days and all that, can I just, will you help me to enjoy it? Like, just, just help me to enjoy it a little bit, please. And I really felt like he granted that request. And, and, you know, part of the reason and the main reason, I think, is when I get in a room of women, you can't help but be moved by the spirit of God that's in here. You know, I can't hardly ever get through worship without crying. I just, I sense such this, this hunger this readiness. I know it took you a lot to position yourself here tonight, probably. You probably had to make arrangements for family or job or, or whatever. I know that it's not always easy to position yourself. And when you do and you position yourself in front of God, he meets us. And when we draw near to him, he draws near, near, near to us. And that's what I sense when I'm in this room. And that's why I'm just so privileged to be here with y'all tonight. And so let's just pray as we get started. Father, Lord, we just love you, God. I thank you for every single woman in this room. I thank you, God, that you have a plan and a destiny for her life. And God, we just open our hearts, our eyes, our ears, Lord. We want to hear. We want to see. We want to receive what you have for us tonight, God. Lord, we don't want to walk away from this place the same. And I just pray, God, that I would be a vessel through which you would move tonight. And God, that we would walk away impacted forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So we've been in this series called Seeds, the Care and Keeping of Dreams. And I think it's been a phenomenal series so far. Have you all been liking it? You've been liking it? You know, last week Leah did a great job talking about seed, the stage of the seed. And so we talked about how it was had to be buried in deep soil and how it had to work through a lot of dirt to get up to the top and to start to grow. And this week we're talking about actually signs of growth. We're in week three. If this is your first time, you can jump right in. You, you will not be behind at all. But we're talking about signs of growth. What do we do when we actually start to see some growth in our dreams, right? Because you become one thing when you're a seed and you're looking at that and there's destiny and there's excitement and there's hope. And then all of a sudden you're exposed and you're like, I'm out there. Like, this is vulnerable. You're in a sapling, which is the stage of, of the seed starting to grow is very vulnerable. It's vulnerable to weather. It didn't have to worry about that as a seed. And now it's got these external factors that it has to fight against and it has to be positioned in the right place and it, weather can hurt it. And how often are we like that in our stage of growth in a dream, in the journey where we feel vulnerable and we have to watch what we let in? We have to watch what we think about. We have to watch, you know, how, how patient we are. I kind of liken this stage a little bit to like puberty. It's like, it's like extremely awkward and vulnerable, right? Like you're starting to grow, but you're not mature yet. And you're just kind of out there and awkward and you're figuring some things out. And that's kind of where we're at. And in this stage, you have to figure out how are you going to walk this out? How are you going to think about things? How are you going, are you going to dwell on the right thoughts? Are you going to listen? Are you going to keep the faith? You know, often this time gets tough and it's easy to lose hope. It's easy to sit back and start getting really disappointed and discouraged. And, you know, preteens and teens are not really good at being patient. You know, they want what they want when they want it. It's not like they haven't really worked out the life experience and the time to really wait. And we have to be patient in this season. You know, I've never heard anybody talk about growth like, wow, that was an awesome season of growth. Like, I had so much money. Like, my husband and I were getting along great. 
Like, it was just fun. Like, that was awesome. I want to do it again. Like, you know, you don't really hear that. It's like, oh, Lord, like, if I have to go through that, I will, but please spare me, you know. And, and often we just get so discouraged because we start to think, like, why am I going through this? And there's so much purpose in it. We see that throughout the Bible. We see the heroes of the faith walking through when God promised something to when it came to fruition. There was a whole long journey in the process. We see that in Genesis 12, too. I think this is in your workbook. It's where God makes a promise to Abraham. He says, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. And then it goes in verse 4 to say that Abram was 70 years old. I'm sorry, 75 years old when he set out from Haran. So when he took that first step of faith, he was 75 years old. And when God told him, I'm going to make you a great nation through which the peoples of the world are going to be blessed through your descendants. But Abraham didn't have a son at that point. So that was a huge promise. And then we see over the next five chapters, we see this whole journey. A lot of threats against that promise happen. At one point, Sarah and, her, and Abraham actually take it into their own hands, if you remember the story. And Sarah actually brings her maidservant to her husband for him to impregnate her. Okay, never really a good idea. Like, not going to turn out good, you know. Like, it's going to turn to probably bite you in the bum, and it did for them. And it still does to this day. You know, how often do we try to control when we feel like God is not really working it out like he should and we offer an alternative? You know, how often do we do that? And we, but if we would just sit back and be patient and wait. So then you see in Genesis 17, it says, Abraham fell face down. He laughed and said to himself, because this is, once again, God is promising that they're going to bear a son. And he says, will a son be born to a man a hundred years old? So we see from Genesis 12 to Genesis 17, 25 years pass from the time that God promised that he would make Abraham a great nation until the time where Sarah gets pregnant. 25 years where they had to live through a lot of ups and downs and a big, long journey. And the truth is that growth often happens in those dark places in the lonely places, in the places where you just don't know what's going to ever come about from it. But that's where God is working it out, and he is readying you for the fruit that is to come. That's our big idea today, is talking about dreams require development. Development is a process. We can't accelerate it, bypass it, or take it for granted. You know, like I said, I'm serving as our staff development director, and so really it's a new department. So since January, I've kind of been eating, breathing, sleeping this topic. And, you know, one thing we've learned is that corporations actually have learned that they have a competitive advantage when they actually develop their people rather than just trying to go out and find and buy and hire talent that way. So they actually learn, like, if we hire our people, we're going to have a competitive advantage. And 70% statistics and research show that 70% of development occurs on the job. 10% occurs through formal learning. And I thought, how interesting is that, that, you know, often in our careers, we embrace that development. You know, even in marriage and parenting, we will read books. We know we're inadequate. We've got to grow in this. I need some tips. I'm looking on Pinterest for things. Like, I need help. I need to develop in this, you know. But often when it comes to us as followers of Christ, we see those times of development as roadblocks. We see those times of development as, wait, hold on. This is the devil, like, he's getting in the way of God's plans. How often do we say that? But how much more do we need to develop as followers of Christ? 
How much more do we have to work out patience and joy and faith and hope in the times where it seems impossible? How much more do we have to hold on to that as followers of Christ? And so we need to embrace that. And you know what? God is pruning and he's strengthening to direct our healthy and upward growth in this time. And that's why it's crucial for us to look at these key concepts today. What are decisions are we making? How, where, where are we focusing in this time? How are we positioning ourselves in this time? And who are we leaning on in this time? Let's take a look at number one. Check your position. Let's look at Psalm 1, 1 through 3. We're going to hang out in this passage for, for a while. You can turn there in your physical or electronic Bibles. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted on the, along the river bank, bearing fruit with each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. So we're talking about positioning here. It says that trees that are planted along the river, bl- river bank are going to flourish you know, it's kind of like when you're dating and you're trying to stay pure and you're hanging out alone in the dark after 1 a.m. Like, it's just not going to really work out. Like, you're going to end up exploring things you shouldn't be exploring and doing things. And you can pray all you want. God, help me. Help me, Lord. Overcome this temptation. Help me. But when you're positioning yourself like that, you're setting yourself up for a fail, right? It's not going to work very well. And the opposite is true. When you are positioning yourself in church and you are planting yourself in the body of Christ and letting your roots grow deep, you're positioning yourself and your family for success. You know, I've been on staff for nine years now, and I've seen families who've, who've come and who've really done that, who've just gone deep. And I've watched, and you know, the truth is, wherever church is, there's humans, and where there's humans, there's mess. And so there's things that are going to happen. Unfortunately, we get selfish, or we offend each other, or we do things that we don't like, and, and that happens wherever you go. And there's no church that claims to be perfect, at least not that I know of. And, but when you decide that you're going to commit, just like you commit in marriage, you commit to the person, you don't jump ship right when something goes wrong, you commit, and you stick it out, and you flourish. But I've also seen families who've decided they were unhappy with something, and they went somewhere else, and somewhere else, and somewhere else. And you know what happens? Wherever you go, there you are. And so whatever you're chasing, and you're seeking, and you're not finding, and you're not letting your roots grow deep, and you're missing out on the blessing of God. Just like that song we sang in worship, blessed are those who dwell in your house. And I want to encourage you that positioning yourself is huge. And this is not a cell on Celebration Church. If you're in here and you have a different home church, that's awesome. It is about planning yourself somewhere and sticking it out and going the distance with people. Going the distance, not giving up. So check your position. Number two, watch where you're leaning. We see in in this first sentence in Psalm where it says, Do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers. You know, this sapling stage is the most adaptive and open to being influenced and shaped. It's, like I said, it's extremely vulnerable. And, you know, as women, we're really good at validating each other, right? If you're a husband and you aren't getting along, you know what friend to call and say, Oh my gosh, I'm so frustrated. And she's going to say, men are terrible. And you can have a men bashing session. And you can just say they can't multitask. They're worth nothing. You can't live with them. We can't live without them. And you can just go on, right? You can do that. Or you can call the friend 
He's going to say, Cassie, I'm so sorry. That was so hurtful. But you have an opportunity to change the atmosphere in your home by your response. And I'm going to pray. Amen. I'm going to pray that God gives you the strength to respond like that. And you can pray together. Those are the friends that are that are speaking God perspective, that are speaking truth into your life. And are you surrounding yourself with them? And if you don't have them, pray for them because God will bring them. And it is key. You know, the truth that we dwell on, the thoughts that we dwell on, they have such an impact on our minds. And that's why it's key to watch where you're leaning. Number three, focus on growth, not fruit. Whew, this one's a hard one. Because, like I said, we often, especially when God has birthed something inside of you that you feel like is God-given, we want the fruit right away. Like, it was normal for Abraham to want a son right away. That was normal. But when we focus on the fruit and not the growth, we often bypass what God's trying to do in us in that time. You know, I went through a season in my life where... I got older, and one thing about me was that I just didn't really like kids. Like, growing up, I was just, I was not a kid person. I don't, I, I wouldn't ask you to raise your hands, because I don't know if that's a good question to say raise your hand to, but I probably would guess that there's some of you out there like that, where you're just like, like a babysat in high school because I couldn't find another job, and I, I just kind of did it, but I didn't really like kids. And so, um, so whenever I was graduating from college, I thought, I really, like, want a family one day, but just not now. Like, I'm fine. I, wanted, I actually had plans to move overseas. I wanted to plant churches. I just wanted to experience some things. And so when I met and fell in love with my husband right out of college, I knew it was good. I knew it was God, and I was happy. And then all of a sudden, I started having these feelings of wanting to start a family and wanting to have a baby. And I was like, this must be God because this is not me. And so we, we prayed about it, and we decided that we would be open to getting pregnant. And within four months, I turned out pregnant. And I thought, oh, God, this is awesome. Like, you're bringing about this dream and this vision. We're going to start a family. We were so excited. Within seconds of finding out, I mean, my vision for life changed, right? When the second you find out that you have a little being inside of you, it's like my purpose, my vision, my everything changed. And we told our family. We told our friends. I went through that first trimester just feeling loving it. You know, I got towards the end of it. I was feeling better. My morning sickness had waned. I was feeling uh, like I was starting to see a little pooch. My breasts were swollen. I mean, it was, it was, I was very much pregnant and I loved every second of it. And so we, we went to our first appointment with our ultrasound. My doctor started to put um, the wand over my belly. And immediately we see this dark black hole, which is the gest- gestational sac. And she kept just searching and searching And I remember just thinking, Jesus, show me where my baby is. And she said words to me that no mom ever wants to hear. She said, I see some debris. And I thought, God, no, you don't understand. This was a promise from God. God gave me this baby. I need you to find it. That's what I was, with my eyes, that's what I was telling her. I need you to keep looking because it's in there. God, this is a promise from God. My breasts are swollen. I have a pooch. Like, this is, this is happening. And then she had to look at me in the eyes and say, this is not good. Because I think she could see I still had hope. And so I went home that afternoon and I I crawled in my bed and I just wept. I felt crushed. I felt deceived. I felt disappointed. I didn't understand. I felt confused. Like, why would God give me this dream? And the baby stopped developing at some point. And my body continued to be pregnant. And 
I had to make a decision. I had to muster up some strength. I made a decision. I needed, I needed to have surgery for my body to go ahead and start healing. And so I had surgery. And over the next several months, I don't know why, but my body just took a long time to heal. And so every day I had these physical reminders for several months of what I had lost. And I had these well-meaning women come up to me, and I so appreciated their hearts. They would say things like, I had a miscarriage too, and I got pregnant the next month. You're going to get pregnant soon. And I just, I appreciated it, but I just wanted to say, but I wanted that baby. I wanted that one. That was from God. That was a gift from God. That was a dream. And I had to walk through this next season with a new look on life. It was like that purpose that I had felt was gone. And so all of a sudden, I'm a mom, and now I'm not a mom. And how do I live day in and day out? And I felt like, God, I know that he carried me through every step. And some days I, I, I succeeded, and some days I failed. But I had to be faithful with where he had me. And I had a challenge, what, what was a challenging position for me at the time on staff and every day I had, to, I had to be faithful with it. I had to continue. I had, my purpose had changed. I didn't know why God was not working out this promise the way that I thought he was supposed to. But I had to stay faithful. I had to watch who I surrounded myself with. I had to watch the thoughts that came in my mind. I had to stay happy for the other women in the, my world, which of course felt like every girl was pregnant at the time, right? Because every time we're trying to, we're praying for something, usually everybody else around us gets it but us. That can happen. And I had to stay, stay happy for them and know that their gain was not my loss, that God was big enough for that. You know, but deep down, I longed, I longed to be a mom. And I, and I prayed and I prayed. And I, I remember the verse, this chapter, Psalm 42, 11, was like my rock in that time. It says, why are you cast down, oh, my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. My countenance, my hope, my God. And I thought, like, my dream, the fruit of what God had promised was not what I was praying for. It was, it was to make it through each day and to know that no matter what happened, I could hope in God right? Because he's the God of the universe. He can work things out so much better than we can. And when we hope in him, that's all we need. Like, why, why let my soul be downcast when I can hope in God? And so, amen. You know, I'm not, I'm of the belief that there's some things in life that are going to remain a mystery, and we can't always explain why something happens the way it does. And when we try to put human language to things that happen, sometimes I, I think it really limits God's ways because his ways are higher. So I can't, I'm not going to tell you why that happened that way or what, why God allowed it. And some of those questions, like I said, I just don't think we'll ever know the side of heaven. And that's okay. I'm okay with that. I rest in that. But I do know that he worked out some stuff in me in that time. He brought me deeper into him. He brought me, he brought me my faith stronger. He made me stronger in that time. And over the course of the next year, which felt like an eternity, I had to walk that out. And then about a year um, after the miscarriage, I found out I was pregnant with our firstborn, Caden, conveniently five days before going on a mission trip to Costa Rica. And so, of course, I was terrified and I still went and I didn't know what was going to happen. 
but I have kept holding on to hope in God. And so even then, because often when we're hurt, we put up these walls and we want to protect ourselves. It's kind of natural human tendency. And so I found myself doing that. I was so scared. I was so unsure. I saw that growth was happening. I saw that it looked like God was, was giving me the dream and then my prayers, but I just was so scared. I didn't know. I was confused about my body. I didn't know what it was going to do. I even had a dear friend who was taking me home one night, and she said, Cassie, she gave me a word, and she really prophesied over me and said, Cassie, you have to allow yourself to be attached to this baby. He's your gift. And I thank God for that word because it was so true. I was, I was guarding my heart. I was scared to be disappointed again. And that freed me. I, I, I let myself attach to him, and I held on to hope. And like I said, you know, now we've got three sons, and God has been so good. People ask me all the time, are you going to try for a girl? You know, and I just kind of wonder, maybe she's in heaven. Maybe that's my daughter. You know, it's probably easier for Jesus to raise her anyway. <laughs> I probably, you probably knew I could do it. <laughs> that is God's promise for us, though. In the last part of that passage, it says that their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. Our promise from God is that we will thrive in this journey. Not only that we will just make it day by day, not only that we're just going to get to the next step, but that we will thrive, that in every season we will bear fruit. And that is your promise. And I just want to encourage you tonight. I don't know where you're at. I don't know if you've, you're feeling vulnerable. Maybe you've stepped out in your dream and you're feeling vulnerable. Maybe it's looking a little shaky Maybe you've, you're tired of hoping. It's been years, and you're tired of it, and you don't know when it's going to come to pass. Maybe you've been disappointed. I don't know where you're at tonight, but I want to encourage you that God wants to bring you hope, and he wants you to thrive, and he wants you to bear fruit in due season. And I just want to pray over us. As we go into a time, before we, we go into table time, I just feel like God wants to do a work. And if you would just bow your heads with me. If you're, if you're in here tonight and you're just saying, Cassie, I just need hope. I feel like I have lost hope. It's been too long. I've been praying too long. I've been disappointed. I've been crushed. Would you raise your hand? And this is really just between you and God. It's really taking a step of faith of saying tonight, God, I need more. You can put them down. If you are in here and you feel just like you're vulnerable, like I was describing the stage, it's just a vulnerable season where you've stepped out and you feel a little shaky and you need some strength. You need to know that God is right there by your side and that he's going to protect you and guide you and do everything he need, you need him to do in this season. Would you raise your hand? Thank you, Jesus. You can put them down. Let's just pray together. God, I know you see every hand in here, Father. God, I know that you see every woman. You know where she's at, God. 
You know, Lord, the women that are crying out, that need hope tonight, Father, that have felt like they have just lost it. God, they're, they're discouraged. God, I know, God, that you can bring hope tonight, that you can strengthen. Lord, that this season of growth is not in vain. God, the dark and the lonely times are not in vain, God. I pray, Lord, that you would mature and strengthen and you would bring hope where they need it, Lord. I pray for those that are feeling vulnerable tonight, God. I pray you would surround them with the right friends, God. Lord, I pray that they would position themselves well and they would know where to position. They would know what thoughts to let in. They would know what friends to surround themselves with, God. I pray, Lord, that you would cover them and strengthen them as they have stepped out in faith, God. I thank you that you are enough for them, Lord. I thank you, Father, for what you are doing in our hearts tonight. God, we say tonight that we hope in you. God, we won't let our souls be disquieted. God, we will not let our souls be dismayed, God. There is no reason for our souls to despair when we can hope in God. And so we hope in you tonight, Lord. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Uh, for those who are watching online, we're so glad you joined us. And um, we hope you will make it back next week. Thank you for listening to Celebration Sisterhood. We hope this message has been an inspiration and opened your heart to embracing all that God has for you. Thank you.